You're listening to Yarns from the Plane, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Welcome to episode 60 of Yarns from the Plain, Under a Rock. Welcome back to returning listeners, it's good to have you back. If you're new, then I'm really, really pleased to have you here. Take a pew, grab a drink, grab your crafting of choice, and let's hunker down. It's a bit of a cold and drafty, windy one out there, isn't it, today? Today is Sunday the 16th of December 2012 and this episode is called Under a Rock because that's what I feel like I've been like for the last um, ooh, two weeks since I, I podcast. Uh, well actually I think it's more likely the last month and, and I'll make reference to this again later on um, in a, a new section but um, today I've got for you a very very small amount of knitting tiny, minuscule, a review, December's competition winner, and some podcaster news. For this episode, I've raided my stash of Christmas tunes from Magnatune. They can be downloaded if you have membership from magnatune.com, and the details of all the artists will be available on the show notes at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com. Dot com. So, let's get on with the show. Well, my little tiny piece of knitting. Um, I've really not done anything on the cardigan at all since I spoke to you last. It's just sat in a small heap at the end of the sofa looking sad and uh, trying to make me feel guilty I haven't done any patchwork either so it's not like I've been with my new love I've just not had any time or when I've had the time the inclination to craft which is awful I hate not crafting but it's just been a real slog it's a very busy time at work um I seem to be saying that all the time but it, it really is this term I don't know whether it's just my age, you know, and I'm not, not able to keep up with it as much anymore. 
but I really do feel like I haven't emerged from out under that rock for a while and certainly not picked up any crafting. But yesterday I did a very little bit, and I mean a very little bit. I went down to Birmingham on the train yesterday to meet up with mum for a bit of Christmas shopping. It's the first time she's been on a train on her own probably since about 1964. Uh, I'm not joking. And certainly the first time I think she's gone out on her own since the first stroke, which is ooh, about 20 months ago now. So it was a big deal. And I, I sort of recklessly asked her. I, I had originally thought that I'd be spending this weekend marking assessments, but then the assessment schedule um, was put up and I remembered that actually we'd agreed as a school that we were going to have all the assessments in by the Friday before so that I left all of the last week of term for pupil progress meetings and things like that which actually makes far more sense so I suddenly saw that I had a bit of a, a free slot so I just thought um, since I'm not seeing one for Christmas I thought it would be lovely to um, meet up with her and it was although it was we, we ended up going through the Christmas markets in, in Birmingham and I'd gone last week to the Manchester ones and they are very very similar um, but in Manchester, in Albert Square, there were a lot of non-German crafts that were, you know, local to the area, local craftspeople, glass workers and stuff like that. Whereas in Birmingham, I didn't see that, although I didn't go right up to the top and at Victoria Square, outside the Victoria building in Birmingham. I don't know Birmingham at all. It's the first time I'd really walked through it, but it was far more based on the German stalls. Um, so it was all the same stuff that I'd seen in Manchester, really. Because they are, I think what's happened is that the whole industry's grown up at exporting these um, German-style markets into Britain, and so um, some very entrepreneurial types have realised that there's a market for, no pun intended, um, for their goods at Christmas. So have cornered it. Um, so I saw several stalls that were owned by the same person, dotted along New Street. But uh, nevertheless, we went. And on the way down, I wrote some Christmas cards, which um, Birmingham doesn't appear to have any post boxes, <laughs> or at least not in the centre anyway. Carted around 30 uh, um, Christmas cards, all addressed and stamped in the kangaroo pouch on my uh, sheepish hoodie. <laughs> it's just, carted them all the way around Birmingham and ended up putting them in the post box at the end of my road. I mean, how silly is that? Um, but that was that on the way down. And then I listened to um, some podcasts. And then on the way back, um, I pulled out Eight. Now, this is a blast from the past. Not checked this at all apart from the check there were some needles on it. Um, do you remember last Christmas in the manic, I must suddenly knit something for Christmas mood that I had, which I'm resisting the urge, I have to say, this year. I knit mum a pair of Mrs. Beaton's. Do you remember those lovely, frilly, dainty cuffs made uh, designed by Brenda Dane from the uh, Cast On podcast? Do you remember those? Yeah, I made them to go with that lovely grey coat. They were all sparkly and beaded. And then I realised that the only reason she had bought that grey coat was that it was her funeral coat. Yeah, maybe not the kind of thing you wear glitzy mittens with. Oh, well, never mind, eh? Anyway, I had some darker charcoal in the Debbie Bliss. Um, I think it's Cashmarine. I think can't remember i'll have to go and check on my ravelry page and um some of the party angel it's definitely party angel i'm knitting it with not the kids or case but it's the same same sort of thing 
and I'd knit or started knitting over New Year a, a pair of mitts in these. My sister-in-law had clocked them and said, oh, are they for me? And I thought, oh, yeah, they will be. But when I'd come home, I'd then got embroiled in um, knitting my rainbow liesel for my rainbow handspun and put them to one side. And then after that, it was just solidly cushions, 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 cushions all, all through the year. So I suddenly thought, oh, by the bed, I'd found them. And I thought I'd pick them up and work on them uh, on the train either to or from Birmingham, or pulled out the um, mitten to find that I was two-thirds of the way through the cast-off. <laughs> so um, I finished casting them off and then thought I really can't face doing the beaded cast on, on a train. I had, luckily I have to say, I had already threaded the beads. Um, I obviously know myself very well. So I had already threaded the beads, so the beads were all on there, but I just didn't fancy doing that on the train. Um, but um they're there waiting to be worked on at uh, uh, a point when we get back you know i sort of did the cast on and um followed the pattern so you do the beaded cast on in the kid mohairy type yarn with beads and then do a setup row and then change over to the main yarn so i did that and then looked at the existing mitt and realized that for some bizarre reason on the existing mitt i'd done the cast on in the party angel and then gone straight to the main colour I hadn't done the setup row so it just looked different now my husband did say that no one would ever notice but I would notice so I have a feeling that after I've recorded today I'm going to be going and pulling that out and starting again but that could be quite good knitting for um, sports personality tonight because I'm determined that any work I, um, I get done today is going to be finished by that so um be interesting i love sports personality of the year and this year it's just such a fantastic choice last year out of the 10 um possible contenders there was not a single woman this year is a, a legacy of the games i'm delighted to say that they've got 12 um possible candidates and five of them are women and three of them are paralympians as well so i'm just i feel it's much more representative Although I do feel slightly sorry for um, Rory McIlroy. He's the only non-Olympian in the lineup, but I don't think he's going to get a look in. God love him. God love him. It's been such a year. In any other year, the Ryder Cup team would surely have won the team of the competition, and I, I can't see that that's going to happen this year. I think it's going to either be Bradley Wiggins or Mo Farah. So, you know, I'd, I'd like it to be Ellie Simmons, but I think it's either going to be Bradley Wiggins or, or Mo Farah. So, but there we are. That's a, a little aside. So tonight I'm going to pick that out and start again, cast it on again. You can tell I'm tired. It took a very long time to to uh, cast it on last night, but um, but there we are. So that is it. My very tiny amount of knitting. Oh well, good job I've got you to talk about about other things, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
okay on to the review i don't think this has been out very long thankfully i seem to remember seeing a um something uh, come up last week so i hope that i'm right if i indeed i have been under that rock for longer than i thought then i apologize if every other podcast has got to this before me but i'm going to review the winter 2012 um edition of nitty which can be found at nitty.com I like Nitty, and this year it's celebrated 10 years, so it's it's been absolutely fantastic. I'm getting more and more into um, reading the articles. When I first used to look at it, I only ever looked at the patterns and, and forgot that it was a, a magazine, so to speak. But um, it has been really interesting to read um, Franklin Habits, um, Stitches in Time, his historical knitting column. And this edition, he's looked at the Templeton Square. So... The, the Templeton Square is a square that originally was done for counterpanes. Now, normally what he tries to do is produce them as faithfully as possible, but he said he's actually tweaked this one um, due to the availability of circular needles. Why on earth sort of try and soldier on when you can use circs? So um, it's done there very nicely, and he's done a couple there, but there's a challenge, and his challenge is what can you do with the Templeton Square? And they're looking for people to post in photographs and a paragraph describing what you've turned the Templeton Square into. Is it the basis of a bag or, um, you know, another type of project? The deadline is March the 15th, 2013, and there are some attractive prizes. I can't remember what all of them are, but certainly one of them is a signed Franklin original. How cool is that? You know, I love his cartoons. Really, really nice. There's also um, a review of Cool Stuff, which is mainly book reviews, um, but there are some reviews of bags and um, needles. And then there's a, a, one review that really caught my eye that made me think, oh, I really would like this book, is Pure Wool, A Guide to Using Single Breed Yarns by Sue Blacker. And as they point out, it was written at the same time as um, the Fleece and Fibre Source book, which I reviewed earlier this year and I got for Christmas last year but it is coming from a different perspective as it's looking specifically at knitting from the breed now they are all machine spun um, yarns because they're obviously single breed yarns that Sue Blacker processes at the natural fiber company but it looks like an interesting book and there are um, several patterns to go with the yarns that are mentioned although one gripe in the review which i would find annoying myself i think is that there are pictures of pat of um, garments in their knit with that particular breed of, of wool that the patterns are not included in the book for from what i understand of the review but there we are moving on to the patterns in the winter edition themselves there's a gorgeous one called darabi um, it's actually in the knitty spin section and it's a gorgeous um, jackety cardigan accompanied by a very interesting sheep to sweater article um, and I've you know I've noted down here I've made all my notes I've not noted down who um, the designer was but it, it's absolutely gorgeous I love it and she's recounted her experience of uh, spinning and knitting it and interestingly enough she didn't spin all the yarn first and then you know look for the ones to give the most even 
match when she plied, so she had the most consistent yarn. She actually went through a space of spinning an amount of yarn, plying it, knitting it, and then spinning the next lot. So that was really interesting. She said it sort of helped her keep her attention. There's a gorgeous arm warmer glove pattern called uh, Wanderlust that's also in Knitty Spin and that's cables that wrap around sideways so it looks like that they're done as a a wide but not very deep um, cable panel that's then seamed up the inside. That looks absolutely gorgeous. There's, now I hope I pronounced this rightly, Idun. It's in, um, it's written with the Icelandic, I don't know what the name is, the D that goes up and curves around and has a it uh, looks a bit like a, um, a lettering. It's got a, a cross through the top of the D. That's a cardigan based on Icelandic, um, on Lopi Icelandic designs. And there's a a yoke pattern in it, but it's been deliberately kept short. So if you have a particularly large frontage, um, that yoke pattern will skim it and not sort of end right across the, the middle of it, drawing attention to it. So I, I rather like that. Argentier, um, there's it's a thick, close-fitting men's sweater, which is absolutely gorgeous. And I don't just mean the model. Um, the sweater itself is just gorgeous. There's a real emphasis on these gorgeous um, cables, these things, I think. Less is more. Now, I really like that. It's a colour-shifting top-down cardigan. And it's shown in hand-spun, but also in um, commercial hand-painted yarn. Commercial, you know what I mean. Commercial hand paints. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? But, um, you know, available uh, hand spun. And the the way the striping pattern is set up means that it colour shifts down. So that's rather nice. There's a pattern called Rhymes the Reason, which is a really um, well thought out cable jacket that's utterly windproof. So there's a zip behind um, the button placket. There's, um, I think there's something intricate going on with the hood. Try and keep the wind out of there. There are inbuilt hand, uh, fingerless mitts into the sleeves to stop the draft going up your sleeves. So that's absolutely fantastic. There's some colourwork hats. And then there is a Stephen West scarf called Metalouse. I'm not sure if that's quite how you pronounce it. I, I just keep looking at it and wanting to say metal louse, which I'm sure isn't really what, what you want. Um, it's just not hitting my buttons. I'm just not quite sure what. It's got a Noro yarn in it and then a, a, a plain grey. And I don't know if it's the colour combination that's not hitting or whether it's actually, now I think about it, whether it's that name, metal louse. But it's just not doing it for me. I'd I'd quite like to see what happens when people knit it up in other colour combinations to see if it is just the colour combination that's just not appealing to me that's a bit bleh, or whether it is actually um, the pattern but there we are lots of interesting items that will really keep you warm there are of course a couple of pairs of socks which I've not really mentioned because um, I've just been you know drooling over the cables really the big chunky cables um, but that's winter 2012's nitty you know nice nice selection of patterns there okay on to the 
holiday souvenir competition and I drew from numbers 101 to 200 in the group members on the Ravelry group this time and my random number generator came up with, drum roll please, I wish I could without making it sound terrible, um, number 152 which is Minibel from Coon Rapids in Minnesota. So Minibel, if you'd like to drop me a RAV message or um, drop me an email at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com to give me your snail mail address then I will pop some holiday souvenirs from when I was in London in the summer into the post for you. I've still got several sets of uh, souvenirs to give away so if you would like to be in with a chance to win then you either need to join the Ravelry group or pop a pin in the map that's where I'm going to be selecting from or indeed do both because then you'll have two chances to win and I will be back in January with another competition for that. And then finally, some podcast news. On a really bright note, Life as a Nerdy Girl returns. Hey, Cammy, I've missed you. I like Cammy. She's got, you know, a nice, not whimsical, we don't think she'd be whimsical, but I like her, her outlook on life and I've missed her. So it's nice. To, it's been a long, long time. So it's nice to have her back. I'm looking forward to, to hunkering down and, and listening to those episodes. But on a much sadder note, which is the bit really where I've decided to call this episode Under a Rock, I really haven't been over on Ravelry much in the last few weeks. I've not listened to podcasts for, uh, well, at all really in the last few weeks. And I've not really gone on Twitter, certainly not to catch up on all the feed. So I was rather surprised yesterday when I opened up my Ravelry and saw that somebody had donated a pattern to me on Tuesday. Uh, it's one of my lo lovely listeners, Natalie Ford, and she had donated one of her patterns. But on it, um, there was a note saying it was part of uh, the random act of patterns in memory of Carrie from Knit Pearl Girl. So I went to go and have a look and was shocked to find that she actually passed away at the end of November and I just feel so awful because so many other podcasters have mentioned it and covered it and I just haven't and that's not because I am a heartless moo but it is simply just because I've been under a rock for the last few weeks. She'd already passed away by the time I did the last episode, but I just hadn't realised. It was a, a lovely podcast. I hadn't watched the video podcast. She'd gone over to video, and I just don't really do video podcasts much, I think, because I tend to be listening whilst I'm doing something else, whether that's I'm driving or I'm knitting on a train or I'm cleaning the kitchen. 
it's quite hard for me to sort of do video podcasts because I I need to sit down and just focus on them which sounds terrible doesn't it because I should be focusing on all of the podcasts I listen to but lots of you will know what I mean it's you that get me through cleaning the oven I know it's personally I get Louise through cleaning her own toilet I'm like how lovely is that I am the voice of her toilet I'm thrilled by that sorry Louise <laughs> that's Louise at Caithness Craft Collective but um, so I, I hadn't watched any of her video podcasts but I had listened to some of her um, knit podcasts and they were good I liked them and I liked her style and I'm really really sad to hear of her passing so I'm joining belatedly the many podcasters ravelers and members of the nitty world who are saying a sad goodbye to Carrie from Knit Pearl Girl and my heart goes out to your family because it's just awful it's just absolutely awful and nothing that I can say will ever make anything better but I know that those of you who also listened will be as saddened um, by this news as I was and she'd only joined our group um, the Yarns from the Plane group she'd only joined it back in September so which is when I'd sort of caught on to her and and listened to some of her episodes so I don't really feel that I had much of a chance to get to know her either and I think I've missed out anyway on that point I think we'll sign off for today thank you for joining me I do love to hear from my listeners the Ravelry group's quiet at the minute I need other people to go over and make some noise because I'm not getting over there as much as I'd like to please go start some threads go chat don't need to wait for me to set you off you can contact me by leaving a message on the show notes at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com or yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com or email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com I do tweet, but it's very sporadic at the moment. But you can find me as Tales From Plane. And you'll also find me on Pinterest signed up there, but I'm not. I don't really get it, but, you know, come over and say hi. If you can say hi on Pinterest, I don't know. Anyway, until next time, please take care of yourself and your loved ones. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Yeah.